Hello, and welcome to Daily Drive. It's Monday, January 10th, 2022. I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News. Daily Drive is back from the holidays and CES. I'd like to thank the Shift podcast team for keeping the seat warm last week. And we're bringing you a new format for Daily Drive. We'll start off each show with the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. Then we'll go a little deeper on one subject. Today, Larry Veliquet and I look back on the turbulent sales year that just ended and what it does and doesn't tell us about the one that just started. But first, today's news. Automakers are gearing up for a big switch to electric powertrains. Last week's CES showed that trend isn't slowing. But the question remains, how fast will U.S. consumers shift to electric power when they have more and better vehicles to choose from? While some brands aim for all-electric sales by the end of the decade, and the Biden administration hopes that half of the market will have a plug of some sort by 2030, suppliers are all over the map, as John Irwin reported in today's Automotive News. Take ZF Group and Magna International, the world's third and fourth largest suppliers. ZF anticipates EV production will account for about 45% of vehicle output globally by 2030, with EVs representing 49% of all vehicles assembled in North America, almost half. Magna, on the other hand, sees EV sales accounting for only about 20% of the global market by 2030, with the U.S. coming in below that global average. EVs cost more than gasoline-powered autos, and questions remain about the nation's infrastructure, both for power generation and availability of charging plugs. In November, Biden signed into law an infrastructure bill that included $7.5 billion for EV charging stations and $65 billion to upgrade the nation's electric grid. But consumer incentives did not get reloaded for EV leaders GM and Tesla when the president's Build Back Better plan stalled out in Congress, adding to the uncertainty of future demand. Turning to California, the nation's biggest auto market, General Motors has agreed to recognize California's authority to set vehicle emission standards under the Clean Air Act. The move will make GM eligible for government fleet purchases by the state. The automaker made the commitment in a letter to California Governor Gavin Newsom. It's a reversal for GM. The automaker previously backed an effort by then-President Donald Trump to bar California from setting its own emissions rules. California plans to ban the sale of new gasoline-powered light vehicles, starting in 2035. Remember the global microchip shortage? It isn't over, but the outlook is clearly improving. According to Auto Forecast Solutions, automakers cut 10 million vehicles from their production plans due to the crisis in 2021. More cuts are expected this year, but the firm is predicting the lost volume will be substantially lower. AFS estimates the potential for lost vehicle production at fewer than 800,000. It's about 7.5% of the vehicles axed last year. But the continuing shortage of chips and ensuing shortage of new vehicles continues to drive up used vehicle prices too. Wholesale used vehicle prices increased once again in December, setting another record. Cox Automotive says that its Mannheim Used Vehicle Value Index rose 1.6% in December, Compared with a month earlier, the number tracks vehicles sold at Mannheim's U.S. auctions. The index soared in 2021. The December figure is 47% higher than it was a year earlier. The numbers are adjusted for mix, mileage, and seasonality. Cox predicts that wholesale used vehicle prices will grow 3-5% in the spring, peaking in late April after the tax filing deadline. 
Shifting gears to more futuristic technologies, Tesla is raising the price of its so-called full self-driving software to $12,000. CEO Elon Musk tweeting out the change, which will become effective January 17th. That's one week from today. Tesla currently charges $10,000 for the controversial feature. Despite the name, the system does not make Tesla vehicles autonomous. The advanced driver assistance system includes automatic lane changing and hands-free turning. So this whole idea of vehicles driving themselves, many consumers are still wary. That's the findings of a recent survey conducted by Xperia. 69% of respondents telling the firm that they do not trust autonomous vehicle technology today. However, more than 40% say they believe self-driving vehicles will someday be the safest way to travel. Xperia surveyed about 2,000 people. The U.S. auto market has a new sales leader and a newly competitive luxury sales race heading into another semiconductor-constrained year. Let's go off to the races, sales races, with staff reporter Larry Valaquette. For loyal readers of Automotive News, it may not have been a big surprise when GM lost the U.S. sales crown it had held for so long. Larry Valaquette has been tracking the sales race and sales generally all year long. I spoke with him on Friday afternoon after the last of the results finally came out. So you wrote our story about 2021 auto sales. It's a pretty big deal. Uh, there was a historic changing of the guard at the top. Yeah, there really was. Uh, for the first time in most of our lifetimes, 90 years, uh, someone other than General Motors has been has uh, taken the U.S. sales crown. And this year, it was Toyota Motor North America. Toyota and Lexus together topped the sales from uh, Cadillac and Chevy and Buick and GMC. Well, maybe it'll be different next year, this year with uh, Bright Drop in the mix. Of course, yeah, that, that's probably going to going to make be the difference maker. Yeah. Well, it could make some difference. And uh, of course, the real difference maker is going to be the chip supply. If GM can get all of its factories up and running, they'll, they'll make a lot more than they did last year. It was interesting to me uh, that uh, Ford actually won the fourth quarter. So um, not enough to win the year, but I wonder if Ford has a shot in 22. Well, it, uh, it, it does. It all, uh, it all comes down to who has chips, right? And Ford has... Uh, its inventory is in a better position than any other domestic automaker and most of the uh, most of the foreign automakers as well. It's got a better day supply than uh, than Toyota does by I don't know what a factor of 10 maybe. I think Toyota started this month with a with a 2.4 day supply, which is just <laughs> crazy. Well, Toyota has been very efficient at uh, getting the vehicles they can out of the chips they have and, of course, turning those incredibly quickly. Yeah, they really have. Let's turn to another race in uh, luxury. It appears that BMW uh, has won for a third straight year, but Tesla has been gaining quickly. And, of course, Tesla doesn't report sales like everyone else, so we don't exactly know where they finished just yet. We don't, but uh, given the trend lines, uh, you have to feel like like uh, in the luxury race, those guys all think that Usain Bolt is behind them, right? Coming, <laughs> coming up fast on the outside, the way that Tesla's gaining sales uh, and they're really struggling to hold on because of the chip crisis. 
BMW might hold Tesla off this year, but at the rate things are going, it sure looks like uh, Tesla is the, the one to beat in 22. Yeah. And, it, you know, it's it's funny. We uh, we talk about luxury because, you know, by brand. But, uh, of course, Tesla selling a, a, the uh, the Model 3, which an entry-level car, uh, up, up to the Model S. Far different, you know, far bigger span than most of uh, what BMW and Mercedes have on their offerings. So they're they're benefiting from that. Yeah, it's it's a big range, but you know the the threes are still pretty legitimately luxury priced. I mean, they're not. It's not like they're selling at Honda Civic prices. That's true. That's true. I'll give you that. Yeah, uh, and of course, you know, uh, Mercedes and Lexus are still up there, but uh, but again, very challenged by this. Uh, this upstart. So what's this market going to look like in 2022? You know, we came into 21 really looking like it was going to be a full-blown recovery back towards 17 million uh, light vehicles of sales. The demand was certainly there, uh, but then the chip crisis uh, stifled everyone's output and we ended up barely at 15. And you know, there's not a lot of growth projected for next year. Uh, very few analysts uh, even projected getting to 16 million sales in the U.S. Yeah, it's it's really funny. The if you talk to the analysts and and maybe they're you know once bitten twice shy. Uh, I don't know. They they don't think that this is going to abate until at the very earliest late in 2022. Uh, you know, at least second half, if not very late. And uh, Toyota said the same thing. It's going to be a struggle, a, a continued struggle with inventory that throughout this year. And the important thing to remember here is that, you know, this is this has gone on now for what the better part of a year. That means there there are sidelined, there are millions of sidelined customers, right, who wanted a new vehicle but didn't, and didn't get in the market because a the vehicle wasn't available or they didn't want to pay that much for them. Uh, but you've got lease you've got leaseholders who are who are uh, sitting on the sidelines, buying out their leases, waiting to get a new vehicle. And that's a lot of pent-up demand that's going to feed this industry for uh, several years to come. Yeah, if you figure there was 2 million vehicles that, that should have would have gotten sold last year and didn't, uh, it means that for a, a long stretch of this recovery, there's going to be, uh, those cars are going to be able to sell at sticker price or, or maybe still above. Yeah, exactly. Larry, good to good to speak with you again. It's it's always a pleasure, Jamie. That's Daily Drive for today. I hope this new format works for you and can become a regular part of your daily routine. Of course, you can get much more news and data 24 hours a day at autonews.com. Thanks to Josh Freed for his editing and production work. Thanks to the ANTV team for all of their help with the show. And thanks to you for listening. I'm Jamie Butters. 